To venerate is to hold in great respect. This great nation of ours is filled with great people that have a story to tell. The Veneration Nation is a storytelling podcast. Storytelling from the distinguished and sometimes controversial members of our community. We will document the stories behind these great people. Join us, listen, and learn. Are you someone we need to talk to? Or do you have a suggestion of someone we should be talking to? Email us your suggestions to the Veneration Nation at Outlook.com. Now, the Veneration Nation podcast, based out of the great Pacific Northwest in Ording, Washington. Well, welcome this evening. Tonight we have something a little bit different that we're going to share with you tonight. Uh, I have a couple of very close friends. We all grew up in the little town of Stillicum, Washington. And we're going to share a little bit of our history growing up in the little town and uh, just doing a little bit of reminiscing. So everyone, please just sit back, relax, and hope you enjoy. Right, and uh, with me tonight, I have Mr. Dan Scanlon. What's going on? Uh, Dan, I've known since uh, the sixth grade. Right. He has some history. If uh, Stillicum is a small town uh, in the southern Puget Sound, uh, Stillicum is the ferry terminal for what was back in the day uh, Federal Penitentiary out on McNeil Island. Dan has some history out on the island that he's going to chat with tonight. Yeah, we, uh, my dad took a job over there as correctional officer uh, back in 64. I was uh, one year old, one year, and uh, grew up there for 17 years. Saw not, a lot of people come and go. Not, not born on the island. No. But you were one. You were one when you got there. Right. Where right. were you actually born? Uh, Lakeview, Oregon. Lakeview, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, tell us more about the island. Well, you know, it's, it's uh, what could I say? Um, it just has its own. It, it was somewhat um, exclusive because it was a federal penitentiary. Only those that lived out there could get on there. You know. Uh just so many stories, man. I think I think I actually went over there as a Cub Scout oh, really? back like in the seventies. We went over for some beach cleanup. Really? Yeah, once some, you know. When was this? It was in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, so it would have been. I'm guessing it was like 76, 77, 78. So you probably cleaned up after one of our beach parties. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, you were twelve and. You know, we picked up the bottles and the cans left over from your beach party. Right. <laughs> or what should I or that was your brother's beach party. Let me tell you. <laughs> we we began drinking at an early age. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh you know you remember the bicentennial? Yeah, seventy six, right. Right. Uh thirteen years old. Okay. And it was it was touted to be the celebration of all time on on the island. Oh, okay. okay. And then we got word from mom and dad, hey, you know what we're gonna do for bicentennial? Oh God, please no. 
We're going to go to your grandma's house in Klamath Falls. No, please, no. Oh, uh, so you missed it all. We missed it. We got back and we heard stories of just debauchery and like, I want to be there. Love you, Buster. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I remember, I think I can remember the Freedom Train. <laughs> the Freedom Train that traveled around the country. I and it was that. It was parked out at North Fort Lewis. Uh, they opened the gates for uh, the public to come in. And one of the things I can remember is these, these I mean, it was state-of-the-art back then, but it was these right. fake, these mannequins. Like and they projected a face on them that would talk to you. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, and, you know, they were telling you about, you know, the Constitution and all that stuff. But it was hours and hours of waiting. Yeah. To go from car to car on a moving, you know, sidewalk, the and they had these displays. The mannequins talk to you. The mannequins were talking to me. That was you. Remember <laughs> uh, Herbie Hancock, that that rocket. Oh video? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, n- n- none of them kicked me or anything. <laughs> you know. But uh, so from the age of one, right. Uh, on up through like sixteen, you grew up out on the federal penitentiary island. Right, and you know once once we got a little bit of freedom, you know, get away from folks, uh, we would go out in the woods, build little forts, you know, and uh, you know, and then of course, you know, it just there's so much. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, well, you know, we had we had these kids out there once we got old enough um that this one little kid uh named tommy he, he only just wanted to be your friend and we you know he had this um the what's that three-wheeler the what's the 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 big wheel the big wheel we would build these ramps that you know, they weren't built well they weren't built well, okay? Uh, and, you know, we told them, hey, Tommy, if, if you go down this uh, the hill and over this ramp, we'll be your friend. We'll be your friend. And, oh, man, he would wipe out, you know, skin, knees, skin, you know. He didn't wear shoes, so. Went home crying. Oh, yeah. And you guys just laughed it off. Right. But, <laughs> but he had a friend. Yeah, he had a friend. There you go. He made a new friend. Um, but I think it really picked up um, once we got to the age of, uh, for instance, we got to start driving at 12 years old. At 12? Yeah. We didn't have police on the island. You know, they, they did patrols, you know, just kind of, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the state where they had to, they had to keep laws. Right, right. The feds, the feds just like, you know, go do your thing, just right. don't get in trouble. Now, I do hear there's a story about a baby deer. Yeah, we had, um, there's a doe that someone hit with their car, okay, backed okay. into it, injured the back leg, and dad was, my dad was kind of the Dr. Doolittle of the island. Okay. He would take in injured animals or whatever. Um we nursed it back to health, and then that deer wouldn't leave our side. 
it would follow us down to the library. The family pet. Yeah, we'd we'd walk down to the library. It wasn't that far, and all the way the deer would just follow us along. And we had raccoons as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now there was also a, a spray paint incident with the deer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hunting hunting season would come, and you know, you'd you, you would you would hear gunshot. You know, so dad um, would paint a fluorescent no on the side of the deer. On big big sides. letters. Yeah. Big letters no. Yeah. And we named it Cricket. I don't know why, but. So uh, so the no was on there so people would not shoot the deer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the people with dyslexia, they always thought it said on, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> hey Well, you know, you know what? We do have another gentleman to bring on the line yeah. here tonight. Um, uh, let's see if we can get him uh, to answer here us tonight. Uh, he's a gentleman that actually grew up on an adjoining island off of Stilicum. Right. Anderson. Yeah, let's see if we can get him on the line. Hello. Oh, Mr. Jeff Lovejoy is on the line tonight. Hey. He Now, now Mr. Lovejoy grew up uh, on an adjoining island from McNeil on Anderson. That is correct. Okay, explain explain a little bit. Uh, explain a little bit on how in the heck you got out on Anderson Island. Uh, my parents took a tour. Uh, I don't know. Eric Estrada advertises for Riviera on the Anderson Island. Eric Estrada, is- the chips guy. The chips guy, yeah, wow. he was he nuts. advertises for uh, you know property sales on TV, but this was back in 1974. My parents mm-hmm. took a trip up there and rode Tom Palmer's little passenger ferry over to the Riviera, and they picked him up and gave him a tour and sold him a lot. So we started going up there in summers in '74. And staying at the campgrounds, and then so 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 Jeff, where were you living at the time? We were in Vancouver, Washington. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yep. And I had just well, when we moved up there, I had just finished seventh grade, and uh, so my parents we'd go up there every summer, and the summer of '76, my aunt and uncle were there and my other aunt and uncle were moving there building a house and so my parents just seemed to think it was the thing to do so in 1977 my dad built a ha- or bought a house that was half finished he got a really good deal on it so we spent from january of 77 until june of 77 getting this house finished so we could move up there. And my parents sold their house in Vancouver to my sister and brother-in-law. And we moved to Anderson Island. Uh, I I remember my first Mariners game was May 
1977, and we were in the process of moving then, but they were actually living there before I uh, finished uh, seventh grade. Okay, so so that, see, this is some history that I I was not aware of. Now, yeah, now now Dan and I, Dan and I met in the sixth grade yeah. at Pioneer Middle School. Yeah, uh, the kids, yeah. From, the kids from McNeil. And uh, well, the Anderson Island kids too. Right. Well, yeah, Todd went. Todd went to school over there. I missed that. I didn't yeah. get to find you until eighth grade. Yeah. See, that's what I was gonna say. Is is you know going back in history, uh, I was I I was not thinking that you didn't go to camp with us. No, I didn't make it to oh, camp. You didn't. Oh, I I was thinking. See, I wasn't thinking that either. Mm. So, so well for Dan and Dan and we mentioned Todd. Todd is another resident from Anderson Island. Todd still lives out there. He yeah. lives in the old family home. Haven't seen him in a while, but we need to. Yeah, uh, yeah, we need to. He needs to quit being a recluse. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Dan comes over. Uh, the again the Anderson Island and the McNeil Island kids and, and I could should throw Ketron in there. I don't know if there were any Ketron kids. Yeah, her name was Chris Kostarski. Oh, oh that's it, right. It was just one. Yep, just I, one. I forgot about Chris. Wow. Boy. So so they come over uh in the sixth grade and they meet all of us people that were in Stilicum in the sixth grade. Because the island kids were now going to go to Camp Seymour, right, and go to camp with us, right? Yeah, I and, see. And I can, you know, Dan. Dan was in my cabin, right, in the sixth grade. That's that's where Dan and I, you know, first met. Uh, Todd was there. Dan's brother Tim was there. Yeah. Uh, and then at some point, at some point, Jeff comes over right. because he's living now on Anderson. Yep. 1977 at Pioneer. I was in Tim, Dan's brother, uh, homeroom class with Mr. Holland. Mr. Oh, Holland. Yeah. Mr. Holland. Mr. Holland. Uh, Mr. or no, I'm sorry, Mrs. Dowling. Mrs. Wolf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, somehow I, we traded somehow we traded Mr. Holland for a tack 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 tack. That was the joke because the Billy Joel song was out. And all us little eighth graders used to run around singing that. Now Mrs. Dowling had a crush on Jack Johnson, bigger than life. <laughs> Having a, cr a crush on an on an on an eighth grader. Yeah, or he had one on her. Or so he something, was yeah. pretty mutual, knowing Jack. Yeah, everybody had a crush on Mrs. Dowling. There, there were two reasons for that. I think. I th <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> Let me, oh gosh, I think I think Dan was actually taller than her too. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can remember I can remember in our eighth grade wills I willed Mrs. Dowling <laughs> all my power tools. 
<laughs> you know, that was kind of a joke on Dowling. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, it was eighth grade, so <laughs> I don't know. So, so, eighth, yeah. so eighth grade, you come to Pioneer. Yep. And then you continue through. Uh, I mean, myself, I went to Man because of where yeah. I lived. They split us up for ninth grade. Yeah, me and Danny went to Hut Loft. Yeah. Uh, I never understood that. Uh, because Hutloff is farther than man, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, well, I think part of the problem was, is, uh, I can, I can remember walking to man from my house and that was a long way. Well, I think, um, Skeleton Boulevard was the, uh, borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Arrowhead. Yeah. Cause we went to school with all them Oak Brook kids. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we had to get used to them. <laughs> what, what year was the the full eclipse? What year was that? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Look at this, Jeff. Where do you get that from? How do you remember that? Uh, because we were at Hutloff. Right, and we skipped a class. I don't know if you were with us. Right, we yeah. went over to the Tudum Shopping Center, or yes. whatever that was. And watched you in the parking lot. Right, yeah. I was with you. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it was interesting, you know. I can see, yeah. I can, I, you know, I don't have anyone that can, 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 can collaborate. Can, I can't even say well, the we, word. Collaborate saw, this. Like, That's what I was trying to say. We all missed our friends at Man Junior High. We felt like we got exiled over to Hutlop. Right. Yeah, so so I can remember, you know, I can remember in Woodshop, there was a the Woodshop teacher was Mr. Carone at Man. Oh, we had uh, Wally Bennett. Well, we had a better one at Hutlop. Yeah, well, I can remember Mr. Carone. I remember going to the drill press and having to drill <laughs> something, and the chuck key was hanging on a rope. And I put the chuck key in and tightened the drill bit and <laughs> turned it on without removing the chuck key. Oh. So the rope wrapped around the drill head until it stopped. I immediately took it out, and I continued doing what I was doing, right? By the time I was done, I turned around, and the entire class at Mr. Carone was standing behind me. And I mean, that was back in the days where, you know, grab your knees, it's time for a hack. Right. Right. You know, I think I think maybe some of that is is, is more needed in today's culture. Right. I, I will true. say, Wally Bennett, our our woodchuck teacher, had nine fingers, and he yeah, he, did. he lectured us on the safety of using the bandsaw. <laughs> like, well, obviously, you don't have it down right. Yeah. <laughs> he was also our small gas engine That's instructor. Right. Yeah, they really. And well, I think he was running a chop shop out of Hutloft. To be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't put your don't put your hands under a running lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, Tim and Danny and Robert Wright started up a lawnmower in the hallway and set off the fire alarm. Oh, okay. And they had to like uh, they had to like clear uh, the hallway. I forgot about that. But well, that was a wild class. Okay. Uh, wow. Wow. See now, okay. Then we all came back for tenth grade as sophomores. Oh. Uh, to yep. Lakes High School. Yep. 
we were the graduating class of 1982. Yeah. Well, uh, you were. That's right, because you left Dan. Yeah. Went to Texas. Went to Texas. No one had it. <laughs> Talk about culture shock. Okay. <laughs> so, no. so, so I, I have a, I have a little story about about lakes. I mean, I went through, I went through the electronics program with with Mr. Roger Tag, great teacher, loved him to death. Uh, we were working on some lab experiments in the electronics class, and we were building this, we were building these power amplifiers, and we got the wild idea. Uh, after at one point, we actually one of the lab benches was up against a wall, and there was a big metal panel on the wall well we wanted to know what was in there so we opened the door and we discovered that inside this metal panel were all the intercom connections for the building <laughs> so so we decided and I, you know i trying to remember some of the guys that were there uh rick horn he was in the class i don't know if you guys remember that name i think he was kind of involved in this but we ended up hooking this amplifier up to, we didn't know what we were doing. We hooked the amplifier up into the connections to the intercom. And the intercom connections we connected to were for Mr. Delmonte's class, which was the small gas engine class that was down the hall. And we decided we were going to pipe some music over into Mr. Delmonte's class. Again, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just students, right? And apparently, from what I understand is, not only did the music get fed into Mr. Delmonte's class, but it actually backfed into the school, and other, other classrooms heard the music as well. What did and you play? I, it was like ACDC or something. It was, you know, it was, it was something that we all knew at the time. Right. Uh, the door of our classroom flew open. And here comes one of Delmonte's students, because they figured out it was us. They're riding a mini bike through our classroom. <laughs> and then they go back out the door, and it was over. Well, the following day, Roger Tag, our instructor, because, uh, you know, people had talked about it. And at lunch, everyone's going, did you guys hear ACDC over the intercom? Because teachers were calling, going, where's this music coming from? Where's this music coming from? Get, this, is, this is just what I hear. So Roger Tag tells us, he look, he, he, he talks to us the following day. He says, guys, he says, that was pretty funny, but don't do it again because I got in trouble. They figured out it came from us. Wow. So, so Danny goes to Texas. Yeah. And Mr. Lovejoy, you are still with me at Lakes. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's jump back a little bit here. Let's go back to growing up in Silicon. I mean, did you spend most of your? Did you ever get to come over and hang out in Silicon, Jeff, or did you just kind of hang out on the island? No, I spent I spent time in Silicon. Uh, we had a a trailer in town, an RV uh, that we could stay at. And so back then, the last ferry was at six o'clock at night. Yeah. And uh, 
So we didn't have a lot of time, but I found myself hanging out until that last ferry. So I'd hang out at the ferry dock. Oh, or sure. I'd go down to the library. That was cool. Uh, and like get, I'd rent out a, well, not rent. I'd take out albums from the library, the Silicon library that I could listen to. And, and then the ice cream shop. That was, that was Grondles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But me and Danny spent a lot of time playing asteroids at the dock lunch. Yeah. And then they had the, the, I remember they had the, they had a couple of pinball machines in the back. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. The pinball machines were there too. The holes in the floor. <laughs> so you could look down and see the water under your feet. And, and melon roof. Don't forget melon, melon roof. roof. Yeah. Who? Melon the Ruth. people who ran it. Oh, okay. Because I could, my dad and I would go down there, and we, uh, you know, the outside deck was totally trashed. You couldn't right. go out there, right. but we'd sit by the window there with a big plate of French fries. Ruth. Yes, fries brown. Ruth had this. She was a redhead. She wore a beehive. She <laughs> she was old school, and she was an alcoholic. Danny, don't don't forget, she shaved her eyebrows and painted them in. Yes, like like she'd seen something ghostly. I mean, before that, before that was a thing, she was transgender. (laughs) Well, okay, okay, you know, you know, you, 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 Jeff, you talk about the, you talk about the RV you had in Silicon. Yeah, I think it's still sitting down there. Some oh, homeless yeah. people have moved into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I spent a lot of time in Silicon growing up. Uh, I played sports in eighth and ninth grade, but by the time I got to Lakes, I was more into band class. Band geek, right? Yeah, I was a band geek. I was a drummer. Oh, well, yeah. we would, it, it, it Lakes, you know, going through, I, I talk about the same teacher, Mr. Roger Tag. Uh, after we went through a full year in the electronics class, we could go into a second class in our junior year where we actually was with him two hours of the day, two whole periods. And between the two was our morning break. Well, we would tell him, we're going to McDonald's because they had just opened the McDonald's down at Thunderbird Shopping Center. Yep. So we would, we, you know, we, we, we would look at him and we said, hey, we might be a little late. We're going down to McDonald's. And he goes, Guys, you can't leave the campus. Right. And we just kind of looked at him and shook our heads, and he would hand us a $5 bill and say, bring me back a Big Mac. (laughs) (laughs) They were just building. They were just building that when we were leaving to Texas. Yeah. And we're like, oh, man, you know, they're building a brand-new McDonald's when we're leaving. Yeah, having a local McDonald's was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I had a similar relationship with the band instructor, Greg Goss. Best teacher I ever had, that guy. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. 
Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, what was the, I'm talking, thinking about the PE teacher, Mr. Hill. Is that right? Does that, does that ring a bell to either of you guys? PE teacher, yeah, Mr. Hill. I got out of PE because I was in marching band and it yeah. counted as a PE credit. Oh, yeah, right. I well, remember uh, Logan. Okay, Logan, I remember that yeah. too. But Mr. Hill, Mr. Hill was in the army with my dad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was like drill sergeant, Mr. Hill. He was in the army with my dad. I remember Mr. <laughs> Stopper, the swim coach. Was it Stopper? I don't know. That's right, because they had that big swimming pool. Yeah. That's yeah, right. with the diving tank. Yeah, and that's all. That's the, of course that's all. That's all. That all got demolished when they rebuilt the school. Right. But now, now back back to Stilicum. I mean, I can remember. You know, let's we can throw out all kinds of names. John White. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I I've I've been in touch with his sister. He's still here in Tacoma somewhere. Is he really? Yeah, but I I haven't been able to to talk to him. Uh, I would love to do that if I ever got the chance. Um, John White and Mike Evans were great friends. Yes, and Mike. Yeah, Mike Evans uh, passed away. Yeah, several years ago, uh, from some injuries he sustained in a in a vehicle accident. My understanding was. Mm. How about uh, Tony Worrell? Tony Worrell. T- Tony Worrell is still around. I ran into him last summer. Yeah. Uh, he recognized me. Yeah, we we had to get together over there at uh, what is it? Um, that top top, top side? side. Yeah. But I yeah, can remember we, growing up in Silicon, we'd always go down to the dock. We could we could fish off the dock, which I don't you know now they have that separate fishing pier now. Uh, you know, pennies on the railroad tracks as the trains go by. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I can remember uh, uh, hanging out under the trestle. <laughs> yes, where where the boat launch is, and while a train went overhead. Right. Oh my gosh. We we would go under there to have a smoke, you know. <laughs> Everybody loves to have a smoke. When you, when you burn up the street in the woods it it it, yeah. it uh, 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 what was her name? Um, at Perkins Park. Perkins Park. Perkins Park. <laughs> we used to put cigarette butts in that in that st- in statue. The statue. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at the Skillicum Marina. Yeah, which is no longer right. And you know, you know, you talk about Tony Worrell. He's, you know, his, his, his family had ownership in that thing. Oh, is that right? Yep. Yeah, and then they they sold it off, and then then they had, of course, then the, with the new owner, they had the fire that burned the thing down. Yeah. And where the guy was murdered. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Really? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hmm. Farrell's Marsh. Which is up the street from the old Pioneer School, which is now a natural area. I can remember, you know, we rode our bikes around back up in there. Yeah. Of course, we all had access. Those of us that lived on the mainland, we had access. We, we knew where all the holes in the fences were to get out onto Fort Lewis. Oh, yeah. You know, spent it, a lot of time at uh, Sunnyside Beach and yeah. Chambers Creek area. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That was back when Boise Cascade, when the, when the paper mill was running. 
Yeah, now there's a golf course there. Oh, up above there, yeah, there Chambers Bay, yeah. right, right. Chambers Bay. Yeah, Boise Cascade was down there on the creek, right adjacent yep. to the creek. That was the back way to the ferry if you were late. <laughs> the back, the back way to the ferry. We yep, were, we were always trying late. Trying to get the ferry and you were late. That was the best way to go at Boyd Skeleton Boulevard. Oh, right. Okay, mm. right. And you could see the ferry. You could see the water. So you knew where you were at. You, you, you knew how fast you had to travel. Exactly. I, I can remember one time the activity bus from Hutloff didn't show up. I was wrestling that year. And I knew that ferry was 6 o'clock. And that damn activity bus didn't show up. So... Being a wrestler at that time, I was in really good shape. And I ran from Hutloff all the way down to the ferry dock. Did you make the and ferry? I just missed it. <laughs> so, you, if, you, know, you, you know, you talk about the last ferry was 6 o'clock. You missed the ferry? What do you do? Oh, wait a minute. You had the, you had the RV. Well, fortunately that night... Uh, my parents' boat was in dry dock because that would have been in the middle of winter. Uh, but our friends had a nice big bay liner, cabin cruiser. So they came over and picked me up at the dock, and it worked out. But, yeah, if you missed that ferry, you were out of luck. Yes. Um, I couldn't go to the trailer alone until later when I was driving. This was I was in ninth grade, so I wasn't oh, driving. Okay. But... Uh, See, and of course, yeah. of course, now the ferry runs till like like midnight, eleven thirty. Oh, really? I think is the last run. In summer, it runs till midnight. In the winter, I think it runs yeah. till nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that would be luxury. I would have loved that because, you know, all those Friday night football games, I had to stay in town. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they were over after mm -hmm. the ferry. Any extracurricular activity and. When I played baseball for Pioneer in eighth grade, uh, fortunately, I made friends with the Scott family. Dave Scott, Dave Mike Scott, Scott, yeah. Scott, all the Scotts. Uh, I was really good friends with Dave because he was in our class, obviously. And so I would stay at their house when we had a game. Uh, that like when we went to Maple Valley or Bainbridge Island or whoever we played. Oh sure. Uh, if it was a late game, I would just stay the night at their house, and it was like a slumber party. It was always fun. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. We'll start with Dan here. Uh, uh, most memorable moment you had at Pioneer Middle School in Stillicum. Yeah, most memorable? Yeah, most. Um, it, it could be anything. Okay, you brought up John White. John White. Uh, and there's a little um, uh, Cindy Velez. I don't know if she was. Cindy uh, Velez. Yeah. I, don't, I, I remember her. So yeah. I had a mad crutch on her, okay? Our lockers were, you know, semi-close together, you know. And I was so close to asking her out. And it was toward the end of the, the, the you know, season, whatever. And uh, 
John comes up behind me. I, I dude, I had my jock strap and everything and the, the top cubby there. Of the locker. Yeah. <laughs> John grabs the jock strap. He knows that I'm kind of pining over what's her name? Cindy. And he grabs it and shoves my jock strap in her face. And it's like, well, I'm not going to be asking her out. <laughs> that, that's the most memorable <laughs> that I can think of. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, Jeff, your turn. All right. Do you guys remember Luke Fillmore? Oh, yeah. Yes. And Doug Kirk? Yep. I don't remember they that. Draw, they used to draw the Star Wars. Uh, and they used to draw the Freak Brothers. I, I knew them from art class, but I was in English with them in Mrs. Dowling's class. And uh, one of them, I can't remember, one of them sat behind me or something. And the way Mrs. Dowling brought returned your papers was she'd, Give him it to the front of the row, and then you took yours and passed it back. So I had had assignments come up missing. And I was one of those kids. We were doing those spelling assignments. And so I'd whip through them, and I'd have like two months' worth of spelling assignments done. And uh, my locker was right next to Luke Fillmore's. Well, he figured out my combination, the bastard. Oh, man. And so one day I'm, I'm, you know, I knew that something was going on. I, I was too dumb. I didn't figure it out for a while. <laughs> so she goes to pass our assignments back. And this idiot, instead of recopying it. He turned yours in. He erased my name and wrote his name. <laughs> you can still see my name on there. So... I was like, oh, and they were stealing my lunches, too. Wow. So Because, because he had the combination to your locker. And so I fixed them really good. I did a bunch of assignments with completely false answers. There you go. And then I made lunch, and I put, like, Tabasco sauce instead of mustard. <laughs> and so I was watching them at the lunchroom, you know? <laughs> And and so that's how I got back at, at those two. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. and then and then he got mad at me. <laughs> he actually came up and said, "What the hell's going on? You, all the answers were wrong." I go, "Quit stealing my homework, you!" <laughs> <laughs> so, that's anyways, funny. that's funny. Yeah, those two did that to me. Well, I can I can remember. Um... <laughs> I can remember an incident where the art class was upstairs in the old building. Yep. Okay. Uh, we were, we had, we had poured plaster of Paris in half gallon milk cartons. And the goal was that we were going to carve them into something. Okay. So I had this, this 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 big old pocket knife that my parents knew I had it. They probably bought it for me. But I had this big old fancy, ornate, made in China pocket knife kind of a thing, made right? In China? Yeah. So it was, you know, we could use you know the plastic utensils from the cafeteria. 
or we were invited at that point. I mean, this is back in the six in the seventies, right? We were invited that if you have a pocket knife, you can bring it to school. Wow! So, so I bring this pocket knife to school, and uh, you know we're we're being artistic and carving our plaster of Paris block, right? Uh, walking home from school, uh, Mark Tucker. Remember that name? Yeah. Mark Tucker was kind of like the bully of the class, right. right? Yeah. He approached me and wanted to see the knife. So, hey, what do you do? Bully wants to see your knife, so you show him the knife, right? He grabs the knife. Yeah. He opens it up. This is eighth grade. He grabs, as we're walking home, he grabs the nearest uh, sixth graders and makes a scene with the sixth graders, you know, like he's going to hurt them. Right. Right. The sixth graders were, I can't, one of the guys, I can't remember his name. The other guy was my dear friend, Clayton Conitzer, who's in, in Phoenix. Clayton might remember the other guy's name, but I don't remember it, that name. Of course, this happens. I get the knife back. It now, you know, the kids get home. They tell the story to their parents. Uh, so the following day, I get hauled into the office. I didn't do anything. Uh, they hauled Mark Tucker away. The police did, because they're wanting to know, well, whose knife was it? Well, what happened? Uh, and, of course, my parents get called, and we're like, yeah, we bought the knife for Sean. We know he has it. Yeah. Anyways, um, the police took the knife and never saw it again. But... Uh, they didn't give it back? No, never got it back, but but uh, they they hauled Mr. Mr. Tucker away, and... Uh, and I, I know, I know, Clayton will listen to us uh, in Phoenix uh, once we drop this podcast, uh, and he can probably share some information on who actually that was that was with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I I forgot about Mark Tucker. But Mark Tucker, yeah. You know, there's probably a lot of names we could drop back yeah. and forth here. Uh, How about well, Paul Morton? What's that? How about Carl Martin? <laughs> was that was that Pioneer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl, yeah, that's you know, there's and Lake. <laughs> yeah, and we were, you know, there was. I mean, it, you know, growing up back in the seventies, like we did. I mean, you could be so cruel to people. Yeah, and and we were, <laughs> and, and we were, we and yeah, you know, and of course, people were cruel to us. Yeah. Well, I don't know who was worse, Carl Martin or Corky Corlsbond. Oh, Mr. Corsbond. Yep. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the, he was the teacher that that had the old Ford Ranchero that was painted the same color as the school buses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, hey, we were horrible. We were horrible to that guy. We there, there was yeah. I mean, he was well on his way to being retired. You know, he needed to retire, but he hung on for a really, really long time. You know, and and uh, uh, just another quick little little snippet here, uh, Mr. Leck, sixth grade Mr. Leck, one of those teachers that I will never forget. Uh, he saved 
all the hole punches for the three hole <laughs> hole punches. He saved them into a box. And at the end of the school year, sixth grade, we got to throw that box of little round hole punches all over his classroom for the janitors. Uh, yeah, kind of like Rip Taylor. Hey. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, but the, 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 another thing is with talking about Mr. Leck, and I can't even remember his first name. Uh, I spent some time uh, in the emergency room at some point, and uh, the guy nurse that is attending to me, I see his last name is Leck, L-E-C-H. And I right away comment, I said, I had an instructor in sixth grade with that name. He looks at me and said, yeah, that was my dad. I said, what? (laughs) He said, yeah, that was my dad. Wow. He's and then he looks at me. And he says, did, "Did did you know where he lived?" And I said, "Oh yeah, he bought Mr. Corisbond's old house in in Cherrydale. There, wow. he had bought Corisbond's old house, moved into it." He says, "Yeah, I live in that house now." I'm like, "No way!" Small world, you know. And I had to tell him, of course, I had to tell him that. You know what? What an impact that his dad made on Pete made on the kids. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure he appreciated hearing that. But yeah, it was one of those teachers that I won't forget. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna close this thing down, Jeff. Uh, last words. Yeah. How about uh, remembering Mr. Morris? Mr. Morris. Yeah. He was when the we did the rocket. Right? Yeah, he did yeah, the astronomy so stuff too. And technical mechanical drawings. And you know what's funny is I went through, this has been a few years ago, I went through some of my mom's old stuff that I still have. And I have, I have those, I have those yellow cards that we used to do the mechanical drawing on. We had to do the three different perspectives and then we had to do the 3D design. Right. I have those somewhere. Yeah, uh, I remember what I remember about Mr. Morris was we at the end of the year, we all got to go up there and fire our rockets off in the upper football field. Yeah. Absolutely. And at that time, the space shuttle was a big deal. Right. And I can't remember which kid had it, but somebody got the rocket with the space shuttle. Mm. And the cool thing about the space shuttle was you could carry cargo. So, <laughs> and the frog went up or something. I'm sure. He put a, no, he put a mouse in the cargo thing. <laughs> well, the bad thing about it was the chute never popped out. So <laughs> <laughs> when that thing hit the ground, we had a dead mouse on the field. <laughs> oh man! I don't know if Mister Morris got in trouble for that, but <laughs> that was quite a spectacle as well. Well, that was that was that was. You also could get a little eight millimeter movie camera nose cone. Oh really? And it had a little Ooh. little mirror on the side, so you could actually see the ground as the thing went up. <laughs> I, I remember that. But yeah, they, they, would... go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> I was just going to say, I wouldn't trade growing up with you guys for anything. I we I appreciate that. I, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, we could probably go on for hours here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're going to give Dan a little chance here for uh, for last comments here before we, we put this to a close. Yeah, as far as remembering teachers. Yeah. 
Miss Carol Thomas back in the day. Uh, she was my first, second grade teacher. Out on the island. Yeah, out on the island and just phenomenal. Um, and the thing is, after I moved back up here in 2010, and we met up uh, probably, what, 2012, 2013, probably 2014. After all those years, uh, you know, we... It, we hadn't seen each other for fifty years. Oh sure. And we're you know, we're best of friends now. I you know, mm-hmm. I am on, on Facebook, I am friends with Mr. Frank Kalsbeek. Oh really? From my well, he was one of my sixth grade teachers. Yeah. He's still around. Wow. But uh anyways, well, uh, Mr. Jeff and Mr. Dan, I appreciate you guys coming on tonight. You have something else you wanna say, Dan? One more thing. Okay. The Sloppy Pod podcast. Absolutely. I, I just had to plug that. Absolutely. You could go ahead. Go ahead. Let's yeah. hear what you have to say. Just listen to the podcast. You know, we're still kind of up and coming. You know, we don't have the gear that Mr. Sean does here at the, <laughs> the Veneration Nation. I don't have the road, but yeah. So. I, I found you on Twitter. Oh, did you? Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> I got kicked off so many times of Facebook. I I started a Twitter account finally. Yeah, under this is now now for for everyone who's going to be listening to this, this Mr. Jeff Lovejoy on the line is the only guy I know that has like six Facebook accounts under different names. Right. <laughs> and and he t- he tags everyone on. Um... Yeah, he's he spends he, he's he's the professional Facebooker. <laughs> yeah, well, the original count gets out in uh, two, three days, so we'll be back to normal. Okay, at least for the time being. <laughs> you know, what's weird about that is I had never got, maybe in seven years, I got banned two or three times in total of seven years, and after May 25th, 2020, I have just been targeted and had to had to do what I had to do, but now I've figured out how to get rid of the fact checkers and the community standards trolls on the accounts. And I did that like three days ago and I have had no problems ever since. Oh, so good. Good. It's a sad state of affairs when we can't have freedom of speech in America. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Maybe we need to maybe we need to do this again, and maybe we'll we'll go further into politics. Does that sound like a good, good, good idea? I think I need to come up and go to breakfast with you guys. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Yeah. I'm, or, I'm, or, thinking, I'm thinking April. Or maybe, uh, may, maybe maybe Dan and I make a trip over. Well, yeah. Tina and I have been waiting for Danny to come. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Anyway, That would be cool. Gentlemen, I uh, I really do appreciate your time today. You bet. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. It's always a pleasure, sir. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. Again, to remind you, if you have someone you think might be a popular guest for us, uh, please send out a quick email to the Veneration Nation at Outlook.com. 
tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you very much. <laughs>